lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. Ah, oh, we are back. It's like we never left. Greetings. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show. That would be me. He is Todd Erzin and he is Aaron McIntyre. I want to begin, gentlemen, with a quick thought today because... I think we said on yesterday's program, or maybe we've said it on a recent show, that I just want to be left alone loses to uh, zealotry in every history book ever written or something along those lines, right? Yep. Uh, Can I just provide an example? And sometimes, you know, Patton just has to tip his cat or cap, I should say, tip his cap to Erwin Rommel. Sometimes you just have to say, yes, it's the wrong uniform. Yes, what you represent is abhorrent to my worldview, but just play it to play it here. Like King Richard and Saladin back the, in the day. The, there you go. That's another good analogy. But play it to play it. Hate the game, not the player. You know what? Co-belligerent to co-belligerent. Respect. You know what I'm saying? And I, I thought this yesterday when I... Did you guys see this story? That, this, that Fulton County, Georgia... Is now, is now criminally going after and has already subpoenaed Rudy Giuliani, Jenna Ellis, and basically the Stop the Steal crowd from the last election. Fulton County, Georgia, which frankly stole, helped steal the last election, helped steal it, is now sending out subpoenas to Trump confidants, accusing them of attempting to steal the last election. And every now and then, I mean, the the chutzpah, the set on that one, the brazenness. Um, I just tactically think a lot more like them. I just don't have like any of their principles or beliefs or anything at all. But I, I actually think that it's, you know, the stuff I believe in matters and is worth winning. And I want to do more here than, you know, build a, a, a Twitter following and uh, get the right amount of clicks on my uh, stuff and uh, get booked on Fox tonight. That, that We just seem to want talking points to that end. And they're over there taking no prisoners. I mean, last week we talked about, at the time, they literally conjured up out of nowhere an alleged P-tape involving Russian hookers and Donald Trump that had Trump beholden to Vladimir Putin as an asset to then infiltrate and steal the 2016 election, right? At the same time that was going on, Hunter Biden literally at the exact same time was filming his escapades with Putin's Russian hookers, creating his own blackmail material at the same time, Mm -hmm. at the exact same time. And I just have to say, I mean, we're sitting around here thinking, you know, I'm going to have to wear a mask at school. We're like Austin Powers. Throw me a freaking bone here, okay? And, I mean, they're over there just curb stomping and just throwing their hands in the air like they just don't care. The roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. We don't care. Let the bleeper burn. That's, you have to respect it. You have to respect it. You better respect it. You better emulate it to some degree. Because it'll be your roof on fire here soon, if you don't. You know, down in Arizona, when they're talking about, or Texas, excuse me, and Carrie Lake is talking about in Arizona, declaring 
what, what's the official term? An it's an invasion of, an under invasion? the Constitution. Well, you, and notice it's counties doing it, by the way, in Texas individually, not the governor of Texas, the Republican well, governor himself. They got 75% or whatever it was in the primary there a couple of months the ago. The same thing needs to happen in a place like Georgia, whether it's sheriffs, uh, police chiefs, uh, they need to, because that's also an invading yes. army down there in Fulton County. Who's going to take care of that? I promise you. I just want to be left alone loses in every history book. Every time. I promise you don't rock the boat loses in every history book. Every time. I promise you I didn't want to make it awkward. Loses in every history book. Every time. Did your parents never teach you the squeaky wheel gets the grease? Passivity loses. Every single time. Every single time it loses. This part of the show brought to you by our friends over at Bonner Private Wine. I had some friends of ours that are like, we got to try these wines. Are they really this good? So we brought them a bottle waiting to hear back on their thoughts. And I know you've tried a bottle or 20. Yes. You would, you would, you would verify that these things are pretty good, right? Yes. They don't need to taste. Just take my word for it. You don't need to just go. Was this the toughest Lent ever when you gave these wines up for 40 days? I mean, except for the one time that you uh, you went celibate. Okay, let's face it, that never happened. So was this the toughest Lent that you ever actually had to endure 40 days without these? It was up there. Yeah. It was up there. I've tried this when I was a younger man. Yeah. I've, done, I've done the give up alcohol several times. So, But when you add this level of quality, because, you know, when I was younger, I was slumming. So, yeah, I gave up some, I gave up yeah, the it's goods. one thing giving a Boone's Farm. Yeah. It's other than giving up wines that are made deep in the Andes Mountains at about 9,000 feet from families that have been doing this for 200 years. Exactly. Yeah. So if you want to give these a shot and find out why they uh, inspired Todd's toughest Lent ever, uh, you can get half off the the wine. These are red wines um, made with some of the best grapes in the world. You can get half off the wine and half off the shipping when you go to Bonner, B-O-N-N-E-R, BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. That's BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. Coming up on the show today, we will begin buy, sell, or hold at the bottom of this hour. That's when you guys take over what we talk about here on the show. We will also talk to the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation. But until we get there, let us begin, as always, with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by Invasion. Multiple Texas counties on the border yesterday invoked Article 4, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution, which guarantees each state federal protection from invasion. Border Patrol in the Del Rio sector reported yesterday there were nearly 5,000 illegal crossings into that sector alone over the holiday weekend, including 2,000 on Independence Day alone. There were as many as 1,000 known gotaways over the weekend. Texas Congressman Chip Roy addressed the continued crisis at the border. Because what they're doing right here is doing what the Attorney General of Arizona did and what the Attorney General of Texas needs to do, which is recognize an invasion, an invasion of the state of Texas that is undermining our security, risking the health and well-being of Texans, allowing fentanyl to pour into our schools and communities for Texans to die, allow our ranches to get run over, empowering cartels who are well-armed along the border with their tentacles reaching into Texas? you damn right that's an invasion. What else do you call it? Moving on, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was asked why Illinois' red flag laws didn't stop the shooting at Highland Park on Independence Day. So I, I want to be very clear. Um, 
Yes, the bipartisan uh, uh, gun uh, anti-gun reform bill uh, was an important first step. Canada's boy king Justin Castro said the quiet part out loud regarding guns. Uh, or whether it's our most uh, recent initiative on uh, banning, uh, sorry, on freezing uh, the market for firearms. In the Netherlands, Dutch farmers are staging a massive protest blockading roads and borders, protesting the government's plans to curb the use of fertilizers as part of its radical, magical global warming agenda. This video purportedly shows farmers pouring manure on a government building. This video shows farmers and tractors blockading an airport. Some police have started firing upon the unarmed farmers. So let's just boil the first four items in the montage down real quick for you. We have an invasion on the southern border that not even a red state attorney general will recognize as an invasion. The two major governments of North America have said the quiet part out loud in recent days that red flag laws and freezing gun sales really aren't about stopping mass shooters. Yes, the bipartisan uh, uh, gun uh, anti gun reform bill. A recent initiative on uh, banning uh, sorry, on freezing uh, the market for firearms. And when you inevitably try to protest their radical agenda, the police will fire at you unarmed. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. Learning Chinese today, today's phrase is, Hey Siri, how do you spell John Brown? Hey Siri, John Brown? The European Union Parliament declared this morning that nuclear power is to be considered green energy, so I guess they haven't gone fully insane over there. Speaking of insane and back stateside, California Governor Gavin Newsom ran this advertisement on Fox News in Florida leading up to Independence Day. It's Independence Day, so let's talk about what's going on in America. Freedom? It's under attack in your state. Your Republican leaders? They're banning books, making it harder to vote, restricting speech in classrooms, even criminalizing women and doctors. I urge all of you living in Florida to join the fight. Or join us in California, where we still believe in freedom. Ron DeSantis spokeswoman Christina Pushaw was asked to respond to the ad by Politico, and she said, quote, Number one U-Haul salesman of 2021 increasingly desperate to communicate with Californians who fled his left-lib dystopia for Florida. Sorry, you aren't getting those U-Hauls back. Boom. Roasted. Speaking of Newsom, he's on vacation right now in Montana, one of 22 states to which California bans state-funded travel because they're a bunch of rainbow bigots or something. Back to Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis announced this morning a new law which would ban hospitals from denying patients' loved ones from visiting them, a practice all too common during the COVID-era lockdowns. Groomer update, this is Rhode Island State Senator Tiara Mack. Whoops, wrong clip. Vote Senator Mack. She tweeted on Monday, damn, twerking upside down really makes the conservative unhinged internet accounts pop off on a Monday. Back in February, Mack tweeted, quote, really excited for the House sex ed bill hearing later today, teaching comprehensive, queer, inclusive, pleasure-based sex ed was a highlight of my time teaching. Meanwhile, across the country, a member of the Bellingham School District Board in Washington State recently advertised a sexual pleasure class for kids as young as nine at her so-called all-ages sex shop. And finally, Beavis and Butthead go to college. Wow. <laughs> this is a classic example of white privilege, and you both have it. Uh, what's that? Anyone want to fill them in? Um, yeah, I'll do it. Okay. 
So white privilege is when white people, particularly men, automatically assume they can take whatever they want. And they never have to worry about getting stopped by the police. And they have the inside track for any job they- I've got they... this one, Aisha. They have the inside track for any job they want. Exactly, Gage. Thank you for that. That's white privilege. Whoa. And we have that? You sure do. I see. Whoa. I never realized this stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You've really opened up my eyes. Well, I'm glad we've been able to enlighten you. The real question is, do you think you'll be acting differently from now on? Uh, I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too, yeah. Step aside, please. We have white privilege. Yeah, 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 check it out. Don't worry, it's okay. We automatically assume we can take what we want, and we don't have to worry about the police. It's okay, you didn't know. We didn't either. Good stuff, now. This is what we were taught, sir. We're subverting existing paradigms. And that's what happened while we were away. <laughs> well, at least, at least Mike Judge hasn't lost his fastball, huh? Uh, Aaron's montage brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Y- you never know when you know, that can never happen here. Happens here again, especially when it comes to the food supply. So that's why we're offering you $150 off their three-month emergency food kit right now when you go to preparewithdace.com. What's in that three-month emergency food kit? How about over 2,000 calories a day? That includes snacks and drinks, all meals for you and everyone in your household. All right. And so uh, you'll have the peace of mind in this with the right storage. This will stay good for well over 20 years. You'll have the peace of mind of knowing that you are prepared when the next time that could never happen here happens here. Just go to preparewithdace.com right now. D-E-A-C-E, preparewithdace.com right now. They're in stock. They ship fast. And oh, by the way, free delivery, free delivery. So free delivery and $150 off their three-month emergency food kit today when you go to preparewithdace.com. Coming up in today's overtime, Renowned, although, well, used to be, may not be any longer, given the quote-unquote way science behaves, uh, but renowned former Gates Foundation virologist Geert Vandenbosch came out with a message over Independence Day weekend. We are going to play that message for you and react to it coming up in the overtime today. For Blaze TV subscribers, if you are a subscriber, good news for you. We will record it for you right after today's show, and then it will be uploaded for you to watch when you go to blazetv.com slash dace later today. If you're not yet a Blaze TV subscriber and you're thinking, all right, that's something I need to see, you're probably right. So get a subscription today for just 10 bucks a month also by going to blazetv.com slash dace. So let's go to the montage and... As I sit here and I watched this montage today, and I, it just seemed like a lot of things we talk about constantly just got re-highlighted and reinforced all over again. With one exception. I was reliably assured. And I'm not talking by the how's my gay marriage going to impact your marriage crowd? I'm not, I'm not talking about the people that I knew going in were lying to me. So I'm not even talking about that. Okay. I was reliably assured by a lot of people in my own industry. That 
this new rainbow reality would not introduce any form of slippery slope at all. Marriage, of course, is simply just a contract. Nothing more. Remember these conversations? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I was reliably assured by that crowd. That societally acknowledging this as normal, mainstream, affirming it on an institutional level. That's different than saying, I'm not God. It's not my place to prosecute other people's behavioral choices unless they are doing things that violate my God-given rights. And historically, it's not always been the church's bright shining light when it is delved into that jurisdiction fair. Mm-hmm. I think you could take that position. Sort of a laissez-faire position. I, I kind of understand that. But no, 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 no. We had to affirm this. We had to welcome it. And by doing so, this was just always an individual behavior, just an individual desire between consenting adults. And it would never spill over to the children. And if you were like me claiming otherwise, then you were accused of the dreaded slippery slope argument. You know, the argument that's undefeated since Genesis, the slippery slope argument. The one human argument that is actually never, ever lost, ever, ever. Since the Sumerians, or was it the Phoenicians, invented speech with the written word, the slippery slope argument has run the court. You know, the rules of the playground, as long as you win, you can keep playing. It, it never sits out a game. It just wins, you know, for thousands of years on loop. It's the only undefeated human argument of all time is the slippery slope argument. Which, you know, in hindsight might explain why they don't want us to use those because they always turn out to work and be right. And it's, it's because that a lot of even what you folks as consumers consider to be conservative media is godless. Or it has a form of godless, of, 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 of godliness that really doesn't derive or originate from the only true living God of the universe. And so it has some basic moral structure that you will assent to or agree with. But then when it is confronted with the spirit of the age, the real spirit of the age, it folds. It, it, it doesn't have the infrastructure to deter it, to refuse it. And a lot of times it will do so on the basis of its own moral weaknesses. Well, I'm morally weak in this area. See, that's the lie of the sexual revolution. We are all now morally weak in this area. We are all morally tainted now. We were all exposed to some form of licentiousness or pornography at a way too early of an age. We have all been battling this in our homes from the moment you found the old man's stash between the bed, between the mattress and the bed or in the garage, all the way to now. 
we are all tainted by it. So none of us really have the moral wherewithal to put our foot down and draw the line. And so that's used against us. And, and we're told, therefore, you can't draw the line. And there's a lot of truth in that. I'm certainly not qualified to draw the line. I wasn't a virgin on my wedding night and did everything I could prior to that event to make sure that that was the case, lawfully. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I mean, by Jesus' standards, I've cheated on my wife how many times at the gym? Know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, that's the that. So, so that's why this this argument is effective. Is that there's a ring of truth to it? But here's the thing: if you took it to its most logical conclusion, if we removed removed the emotion. And we took it to its most logical conclusion. We would then have to conclude we can't ever have a standard on anything because we've all sinned at least once. And we're all sinners right now. So therefore, since no one has any moral qualifications to say, this is the line, follow it. There cannot be any moral qualifications. Just a moral consensus, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Then that's when we get into complete moral subjectivism, and that's when everyone is wise in their own eyes, time of the judges kind of stuff. You know, like the era in which we live now, a little. This is why you have to have a society based on God. This is why you will have Christ or you will have chaos. You will have one or the other. One or the other. Because none of us are qualified. We're not. So we need to base our qualifications upon the one who is. And we need to remember that those qualifications are not made. The same God who invented the clitoris, the same God that put that nerve center at the bottom of the male penis that has thousands of nerve endings in it. Um, the, the same God who created those things is not here whose first commandment for all of humanity, what is the first thing he told human beings to do? First thing ever. Bow, kneel, worship. No, that's Zod, Superman 2. What was the first thing that the creator of the universe told us to do? Multiply. Multiply. Go have sex. Go be fruitful. Go reproduce. First thing. Looked at the man and said, well, it's not good that you are alone. So let me create a, a, a complementary being with complementary parts. And you can insert slot A into tab B. And this became so fundamental to human existence that even the way we create or make things, we look for the male end and the female end. Where did we get this language? Where did it come from? From our creator, whose first commandment to us was to go and procreate. And the first couple times, it may not have its, you know, the intended result, but by golly, keep trying. So this has nothing to do with the lim with limiting or restricting the sexual gratification of his creation. It has everything to do with trying to limit the self-destructive tendency of his creation, the self-destructive nature, the fallen nature of his creation. Because we chose to follow our own thoughts, desires, and urges and created a counterculture to his.
And that's what's behind all these rainbow flags and has always been behind it. It was never intended to be benign. And it was never about a certain level of gratification or fulfillment. Maybe I don't understand. I'm not tempted by the male anus in any way, shape, or form. I really don't even want to look at my own, let alone Todd and Aaron's or any of yours. But I'm sure I may have sexual desires or as like kids call them today, kinks that you might find odd or awkward or even repulsive. This was never about that. It was always about the ideology driving people to exploit those craven desires regardless of how destructive they may be to you and the people around you. But we couldn't do that. We had to let that go here on our side because, you know, that would just, you know, that would shrink the tent or something. Um, That would uh, make us haters or something. And so now here we are. And it was always about the kids because it's not about behavior. It's an ideology. It's a philosophy. It's a belief system. It's a rival religion. And it needs a way to create new converts. It needs a way to pass on its heritage and legacy. And if I'm going to keep depositing my seed into the anus of another man, I won't be able to pass on my legacy the natural way. So how else will I do it, do you think? Aaron's montage every day. Libs of TikTok every day, if you follow that account. Drag queen story time hour every day. That's how. It was always going to come for the kids because that's what it was always about. And now we have shown the spirit of the age that it can do this with anything it wants to introduce, any new counterfeit religious belief system around some protected class, if it just uses a few buzzwords, we'll assume the position actually on our side instead. And we won't confront the premise of it. Now, thankfully... I think a lot of us have learned our lesson. I mean, Pew came out with a poll a couple of days ago. Did you guys see this right before the fourth? That showed a massive growth in Americans who are not in favor of the gender uh, bending madness compared to the last time they pulled this question a couple of years ago. Why? Well, because for the most part, we hold off and I get frustrated when I see conservative media, including frankly, my own company here that I work with whom I adore, but I get frustrated when we assume their terms, but we have been more willing collectively to push back on this. Heck, we've even got Dave Rubin suspended from Twitter for pushing back on this. Okay. We have been more willing to push back on this at the, at the premise of it. And wow, you notice what that happens too when when, when, it, it, when you don't accept the, the other side's argument, the premise of it, 
when you push back on the premise of it, when you show out how show entirely how absurd it is at the premise of it, and then you wake up one day and and people don't even agree with you on like almost everything else, Macy Gray, Bette Midler, uh, J.K. Rowling, start actually using your talking points. Or you're the governor of Florida. And you take a state that has had more political dollars spent within it than any state in the union in the last half century in America. And you make the state in three years redder than Texas. You move the poll numbers. You move the numbers. And you've got $160 million sitting in the bank. And we know it ain't from big donors. We know that. You've got $160 million sitting in the bank. And the and Democrats want to know this race is so not even worth donating to. They don't. Funny how that works. Funny how that works, that when we actually decide we're a movement and not an industry, we actually move numbers. As opposed to be slaves to them, sitting around what got clicks, what uh, what got me uh, marked down on my Facebook page. In Fulton County, Georgia, they stole the helped steal a presidential election in 2020, and now they're going to actually subpoena the people that clumsily, but still dared to question them about it. They're all gas, no brakes over there. None. Now, we cannot nor, and should not stoop to their level. That would violate the very values we claim that we're trying to conserve. But by all means, by all means, we will accept none of their premises, regardless of what the blowback will be regardless of what names we are called and we will destroy their arguments on the merits because they lack any merit whatsoever. Summertime is here, and that means it is cooler time, and you can get a really cool one from our friends over at Tyga Coolers. Uh, it's all made in the USA, employing actual Americans. Uh, they don't have products or parts made or that come from China. Uh, the price is less than other premium coolers that you see in the stores or advertised. They can also customize your cooler as well. They had they just sent me a customized nefarious cooler for our forthcoming movie and i i can't show it to you yet if i do the directors i hired i think will hunt me down and hurt me all right but trust me you guys have seen it it is very cool it's very cool. it is very cool they can do this for you as well um and not a nefarious one because we copyrighted that one but uh, they can do something for you that isn't uh, a violation of copyright law uh maybe you know Little league season, football season coming up, travel to see the kids, or you're the, the uh, Ainsley Erzin season is coming up, right? You're looking for something cool, or you just want to, I don't care about you know the, the details, man. I just want a really cool cooler. They'll just give you one of those, too. Well, they won't give it to you. They'll sell it to you for 10% off. If you use the promo code Steve when you check out uh, over at tigacoolers.com, T-A-I-G-A is how it is spelled, tigacoolers.com promo code steve for your 10 percent discount it is now time for buy sell or Lindsay. aaron with a little help from or maybe a lot from you in the audience will throw towards todd and i a series of questions predictions 
Who knows? We'll see what happens because you and I have not seen any of these. Nope. We will get hit with these cold. And then you and I will decide, are we going to buy that? Are we going to sell that? And then once per episode, we are permitted a Lindsay to put a hold on it because it's just even beneath our rather subpar intellects. However, if we use that hold, that Lindsay, for any other reason, you've got to get to the bottom of it with Lindsey Graham. Todd, you ready? Yes. Let's go. I avoided that this week by actually remember uh, remembering to include this graphic. We will begin with Sycamore, who says, If OJ hired a team of investigators to find the real killer, it looked like the January 6th committee. What an analogy. I mean, what... What an analogy. I, 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 I'm going to buy because I think where he's going with is even if the narrative of that event is what is entirely what you claim it is, like even if even if this is a justifiable exercise as, as that this committee is doing, and even if that even if it was a real insurrection, you know, with dressing up like the Minnesota Vikings mascot um, and the only person who died that day was actually uh, that was killed that day was um, Ashley Babbitt. Uh, even if, though, the narrative that we've heard, if it's all true, what would have set those people off? Uh, the notion that elections don't matter, that the Constitution doesn't matter, that God-given rights don't matter, that the social compact doesn't matter, and therefore I have no alternative but to uh, act as an insurgency against unlawfulness. Who would have been the people responsible for installing such a system that denies all those traditions and foundations of America? The, the very people sitting on the committee. Of course. So, so even if that the entire narrative that they have created around this is true, it's not, but even if it were, as it says here, they're the real killers here. That they're the ones that that killed off the very traditions and legacies that would have, that have held back such instincts within the American people, going back to the whiskey rebellion, or was it the boxer rebellion? Which one was first? I can't the, ever remember. The whiskey or the boxer? Yeah, which one was which one? Which rebellion was first? I forgot from boxer. fifth from fifth grade history. Boxer right, was I think. I don't know. Okay. I'll just say the whiskey. You say the boxer. One of us will be right. We'll have it covered. Buy, selling, or old? I'm buying. All right. Or Lindsay, I mean. Chris B. says, the Republicans in office care more about wielding money, and the Democrats care more about wielding power, which is why we conservatives get sold out so often, and Democrats never moderate. Buy, sell, or hold? That's a precise uh, definition of the dynamic. It's, it's... it's it's and it's a definition. Um, it's I th- I think you've diagnosed a symptom more than the actual disease in my view, um, but you're instinctively correct. You're and and if if you asked you know the average Tom Tillis Republican in Washington who is pretty much legion, if you asked them, you know. If you gave them sodium pentothal and said, tell me the truth why you sell us out all the time, their answer might be something similar to what is actually articulated here. I, you know, I just came here to make the trains run on time. You know, I just came here to make sure that my side got its cut. But that would, to me, I would, so I'll buy, but I, here's why I think it's just a symptom. 
Because ultimately what is driving this, really, at a, at a, at a base desire, is most of the people get elected on one side of the aisle to do something. And too many of the people get elected on the other side of the aisle to be something. And that's, that's really, at its core, the difference in levels of conviction. And that also exists within our own ranks. I mean, I was just in the state of North Carolina a month and a half ago. met a lot of great people. Traveled almost the length of the entire state in a day and a half. Some of those people I met with, man, voted for Tom Tillis and Richard Burr. Two of the worst. Some, you mean, somebody, somebody's voting for these rhinos. Somebody's doing it, mm-hmm. right? And, it, and, and I'm not even getting to the general election stuff yet, where we, where we play out the whole lesser of two evils fallacy over and over again and fight ourselves over that, okay? It's, you know, it's like two women fighting over a man who's cheated on both of them and cheated on them with one another, but then cheated on them with someone else at the same time. And they're arguing who he's the most faithful to. What's the point of this conversation? He's already moved on from you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He's using you. You're arguing over something. You care about this thing much more than it cares about you. We're not even to that point. I'm talking in primaries. Somebody voted for all these people. Somebody did it. I mean, Greg Abbott got 75%, nearly 75% of the vote in the Texas primary to do nothing about the border and then watch Texas border counties act unilaterally to do his job yesterday. Somebody voted for that. Somebody did. And I'm guessing a few of them bought a copy of Fauci and Bargain. I'm guessing a few of them bought a copy of Mark Levin's book about communism coming to America. I'm, I'm guessing a few of them subscribed to the Bongino podcast. You know what I'm saying? So... How many of us, hey, I just want a talking point. I just want to be entertained. I just want, give me something I can come back at, you know, with Aunt Petunia next to Easter, you know, give me, as opposed to, I want to do something about this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. On some level, they, they some of our people have to be voting for them. I mean, I, most of our consumers are going to be more willing to do something than the people that just sit around watching Hackety all day long, you know, but Some of our people have to be willing to just settle for the, just have to be willing to be Esau's to keep voting for Esau's. I mean, these Esau's keep winning all these primaries. So someone's voting for them, right? Yes. And what are the biggest platforms on the right? Fox, Daily Wire, us. Those are the biggest platforms on the right. So within those ranks of those three customer bases, People who voted for Greg Abbott and all these other people to do nothing for them, you know, but just stand around and be a Republican while we get mad at Democrats. That's all we ask of you. Just stand around and be the Republican while we get mad at Democrats. We don't ask anything more. Okay. Well, that's what government by the consent of the governed gets. You don't expect anything more. So when they get elected, guess what you get? You don't get anything more. Yeah, I'm selling. Uh, they care about wielding money, but that's part of their greater addiction, and that is comfort and status. That's what really controls. So to be something. Yes. Yeah. I think this segues well to our next submission from Alexander Rogers responding to a tweet from the Daily Wire promoting a new interview between Jordan Peterson and our uh, Ru- uh, Dave Rubin. 
Uh, the tweet says, uh, Jordan Peterson sits down with uh, Dave Rubin to discuss the evolution of his lifestyle, the recent leftist push with transgender ideology, and the uncharted territory of gay fatherhood. Watch the Jordan Peterson podcast. Alexander says, instead of doing the film, What is a Woman? The Daily Wire should have done the film, What is Conservatism? Hmm. You want to take this one first? Uh, what I... I feel where alexander's going i'm uh buying as i've said on this show before uh one of the most interesting conversations i can envision having is a no holds barred talk with dave rubin about this very kind of thing and that was before the whole having kids thing now that that uh, came up um i i think you know this is a football kind of conversation uh could take place so I, i'm all in on what alexander is selling so I, i'm gonna sell while agreeing largely with this point because i think there's a conflation here that in many respects what is a woman is asking the, que- the same kinds of questions to a lot of the same kinds of people that the movie you want made would actually ask. Um, I agree. And you're and I don't, right. I, but I, 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 this is one of the loopholes that I think Dave Rubin has created a gigantic loophole on that front. See, I think we have created this. I, I, I think we have created this. Um. Nature abhors a vacuum. Looking at the clock because I've got... This is a very difficult question to answer. It has nothing to do with the fact we work with Dave Rubin. It's because the answer is going to offend many of you, not Dave Rubin. Um, Jesus tells a parable. Actually, told many, but in this one parable applies here. And he tells a parable of a of a banquet the king wants to have for the wedding of his son, and it has a very exclusive guest list. But those who were handpicked long before the event took place. Those who were handpicked long before the event took place and put on the guest list first chose not to come. They offered up all kinds of excuses. They were otherwise engaged. They chose not to come. Now, this wedding, though, is going to come forth. It's going to commence. It's, it, it, won't, it won't be postponed. And so now they need guests. And so what the king says is, throw open the doors to the banquet hall and whoever is willing to come will be invited. We'll take anybody now. Do you follow where I'm going to go with this? I think so. The Church of Jesus Christ in America forfeited this ground. I don't agree with Dave Rubin on everything, but he is not my enemy. I've seen Dave Rubin take far bolder and more confrontational positions 
on stuff that existentially matters for the future of this civilization than the vast majority of people that I sit with in my own church. That's why I'd want to talk with him. I think it would be fascinatingly honest. And so nature abhors a vacuum. God's word will not return void. He just used a guy who wrote that not that avoiding STDs while my buddies were in Vietnam, that was my personal Vietnam. That guy. Okay. That guy. Playboy reality TV star. That guy appointed the justices that overturned Roe. Okay. The church of Jesus Christ had its chance in this culture. It was given an exclusive chance, a country founded on its values, on its belief systems, from colonies that its denominations founded and started and charted themselves. It chose to give this ground up. So, no, I'm, I, 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 I'm not going to sit here. I don't agree with everything they say, obviously, but I'm not going to sit here and lament that Jordan Peterson and Dave Rubin have decided to insert themselves into the space that the church vacated because someone's got to do something about this level of nuts. This is nuts. We can't live like this. Regardless of who you are, what you believe. Macy Gray. Macy Gray has said more in the last three days about he created them, male and female, than, the, than almost every show that airs on the Trinity Broadcast Network has in the last three years. There was a banquet. Now we're the ones who didn't come. We were the ones put on the invite list. We didn't show. We had businesses. We had idols. We had kids. We had neighborhoods. We had our mega churches. We had to be nice. We had books to sell. We had to be purpose-driven. We didn't show. So God's like, I guess we'll fight wars with the soldiers we have and not the ones we don't. If you want to know why Jordan Peterson and Dave Rubin are now on the cutting edge, even with their own at times fallacious arguments and beliefs, why they are looked at by millions as being on the cutting edge of defending our way of life, look no further than the sweater vested, pleated khaki, skinny jean wearing puss you called a pastor that you sit there and give money to every single week and go to every single week because they've got a good kids program. And then look at yourself. Look at all the times you've sent me emails. I I didn't want to speak up, Steve. I know I did something wrong. These guys are speaking up. And as the great evangelist D.L. Moody said, I like my way of doing something better than your way of not doing anything. I told you you wouldn't like my answer. And 
Greetings. Welcome back to Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Totters, and all of you. Don't forget that you can let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox by emailing the show, Steve at SteveDace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor and Gab. You can follow me on also at Steve Day Show on Getter, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. And you can get clips of the show. Oh, I forgot to mention, at Real Steve Dace on Trump's Truth Social as well. And you can get clips of the show free to watch, free of any censorship when you go to rumble.com slash Steve Day Show as well. Don't forget, if you're a podcast listener, thanks so many of you. You have left us so many five-star reviews. Uh, we are having uh, the highest iTunes ratings we've ever had, or at least I haven't checked in like a week, but that was true a week ago. So thank you to all of you for those that have given us five-star reviews. If you've yet to do so, and you've got a question that you would like answered for a future Ask Me Anything, put it in your five-star review and you will go to the front of the line. All right. So thanks to all of you for those five-star reviews. Please remember to hit subscribe and follow as well. Uh, Part two of Buy, Seller, Hold, which we'll get back to here in a minute, brought to you by our friends over at Patriot Mobile. There are so few options these days to not do business with major corporate entities that want to give your belief system the business, put it out of business, really. That's why when the opportunity presents itself, take full advantage. And one area that it thankfully does is with a product we all pretty much have to use these days, our mobile phones. Make the switch, as our family did last year, to Patriot Mobile. I've, I, I put it off for a long time, too. Thought it was going to be a big hassle. Uh, changing all these lines and everything else, they handled it seamlessly for us. They've got a phenomenal customer service team, so I can highly recommend them to you, too. And as well, they, um, they, they don't hate you. So whatever profits that you help them to earn, uh, they will reinvest them, at least a portion of them, back into the values that you believe in as opposed to what the other companies do, um, the values you don't. And you'll get pretty much the same coverage and signal you get everywhere because everybody pretty much uses the same cell towers everywhere, right? So if you're a veteran or first responder, you want to make the switch to do so today, they'll give you, let them know, and they'll give you bigger savings as a way of saying thank you for your service. For the rest of us right now, you can get a free activation when you go to patriotmobile.com slash Steve and use the offer code Steve. PatriotMobile.com slash Steve, offer code Steve, or you can call them at 972-PATRIOT. Before we move on to the rest of buy, sell, or hold, I would normally save something like this for Feedback Friday, but I believe it is a question that must be answered right now because it's a direct follow-up to what I just said, okay? Uh, VG Ramos writes, I agree with what you just said on the Dave Rubin, Jordan Peterson question, but I think you're being inconsistent with that view while you fully reject someone like Blair White. I watch many of White's videos and what White talks about is more aligned with us than most and has gotten a lot of flack for it. This is an excellent question. So let me explain to you why I don't believe I'm in inconsistency at all. And then you guys can decide whether you agree or disagree. Okay. I'm going to get very personal because I, I feel as if um, in the case of Dave Rubin, he's being very honest about his sin, right? We all kind of know, we all kind of know what his thing is, right? Are we not unaware of what his thing is? Right. Okay. We all kind of know what his thing is. And so, um, I'm going to go ahead and let you know what my thing is. I like chicks, like a lot of them. Um, and I don't even have to be particularly married to him at the time. Uh, I don't mind them real or on video. Okay. I like chicks. So suppose that I decided 
I was going to do a video of me masturbating to pornography while explaining to you why I thought we should audit the Federal Reserve. Or stop dumping, no pun intended, stop dumping billions of dollars into Ukraine. Or pick any, pick any, any issue, any issue. While I'm discussing it as I masturbate to pornography on this video, would, would, would you be able to, Todd, no. set aside the activity, the sinful activity I was engaged in at that point in time and say, you know, this guy's got a real good point about the Fed's really a corrupt enterprise. And then would you share it with people? Or would the fact that I'm openly sinning in your midst, would it be a distraction for you? Would it be a distraction of some kind? Uh, yes. Would it be a problem? Yes, but then yeah. again, I'm not CNN and Jeffrey Tubin, so. Yes, yes. Would it, would it overshadow yes. whatever else I may be saying at that point Yes. that might even be germane or have merit? Yes. And would the implication also be that, therefore, you should be quiet about what I am doing right in this moment and, in a way, I guess, silently assent to it because you agreed with some larger point I was making. Yes. Or which you thought was a larger point. That's at least implied, yes. Yeah. At, well, you know, as opposed to the not as large point of watching me masturbate. Correct? Let's right. Move, let's move on. Okay. When, 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 when I engage Dave Rubin, when he engages our issues, hey guys, let me just pause right here for making out with my husband. And now a few thoughts on the border. Is that, has this, is that, is that what goes on there? Not to my knowledge. No, am, I, am I being asked by David in order to agree with him or to engage him on things we agree with? Am I being asked at that moment to affirm things that my belief system cannot affirm? No, not only that, he's been on our show multiple times Correct. knowing full well, like there's no gray area about Correct. who you are and what you are. Correct. And there's none with him either. Correct. So I totally respect it. Agreed. Okay. What about with Blair White? When I engage Blair White, what is he wearing? A dress. Yeah. Lipstick. Yeah. High heels, panties. Sure. Does, does, have you ever seen, I don't have a clue what Blair White looks like. Um, unpsychosed. Do you know? Uh, I don't even know no. what his actual name is. Okay. Do you know? I've never seen whoever was so that was so, so, before this. So that so essentially, what we are saying, therefore, is that the only reason that he gets any attention whatsoever for the things he says is because of the exhibition of his psychosis. It's a far, far greater reason than Dave if, Rubin. If, if Bobby White went on there in some uh, puma sweats, like in you know uh, an East German drug dealer tracksuit. You know, and just pontificated on thoughts, that'd probably get what, twenty views? Right. The Bobby White friends and family plan, right? Right. But Blair White goes on there with a full face of makeup and a fake bra and fake everything else, and it'll get tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of views, right? Right. Right. So therefore there is no way for me to engage with Blair White without on some way I have to. I have to make the decision, even if he's not asking me to affirm what he is doing. I have to make the decision to accommodate it on some level. 
because I otherwise would not care what he thinks and otherwise would have no idea what he thinks and otherwise would have no other rationale for connecting with this person at all other than he says political stuff while being a cross-dresser, correct? Right. So therefore, I can only engage, affirm, embrace the psychosis or the sin here. I can only do it. There is nothing else being offered to me. There is no Bob White does a tour during the day and at, at night Blair White comes out, right? Mm-hmm. There's just there's just Blair White, right? Right. That's the difference. Dave is not asking me to be insane. Dave is not asking me on any level to change what I believe in whatsoever. In fact, again, I'm going to be brutally honest with y'all, like I always are, and am, because that was bad grammar. Um, Really, the only person making any accommodations in this arrangement is actually Dave. (laughs) All right. He's actually the one setting aside portions of his core identity and beliefs to engage with people like us. I'm not setting anything aside. Jack squat, actually, nothing. I'm not even being asked to because my answer would be no if I were. Blair is only asking me to. Blair is only asking me to. Homosexuality is not a denial of reality. It is a perversion of it. What Blair and his ilk are doing is denying the core fabric of reality itself. The very first fact ever uttered about every human ever born ever in the history of this species is it's a boy or it's a girl. There's nothing else there. There's just psychosis. I don't do this show live while I'm sinning because I wouldn't expect you to affirm that. So I'm not going to engage Blair White live while he is. Let's get back to part two. Bye, Silla Lindsay. All right. We'll go back with and lead off with uh, Dylan Proctor, who says actual demons have posted on Twitter. Bye. Sure. Who might argue with that? Bye. We have a lengthy list from Jacob Kwasny, who says Republican presidents ranks. You ready for this? Okay. I, I can't read all like of these all numbers. Time? All, all time. So Lincoln. every Republican ever yep. elected. Okay. Yep. All right. Lincoln, number one. Well, I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Reagan, number two. Um, I would put him number two, but I don't know that it's obvious, so I'm okay if someone would sell, but I would yeah. put him number two. Until something that comes after really is like a, uh-oh, I think you just need to let that stand, yeah. Coolidge, number three. See, I think a lot of people that, that we respect would probably put him number two ahead, number two instead. But here's the, here's the advantage that Calvin had. And he was considered controversial to some people in the times in which he lived. But you're, you were, he was governing a country that was much more in line with, with his values mm-hmm. of government and culture. Right? He was much more a reflection of his time. And so Reagan had to change the viewpoint on three issues, really. The Soviet Union, 
that it was actually peace through strength that would diminish them and not continued salt treaties and acquiescence. The the nature of taxation, is it theft? Is it moral? Is it just a simple levy for government services and abortion? He's still the only president that's ever published a book while being in office. And his was the first real national election where abortion was a determinate issue in the outcome for at least why some people or a sizable group of people voted for him either in the primary or the general election. He altered three paradigms within his political success, where I think Coolidge was largely a product of political paradigms. So I'm okay with him being number three. I'd be even okay with him maybe even being a little bit lower. Remember, he he is coming in and winning two terms and calming down uh, the, I mean, you, you have the, the genesis of the progressive movement, uh, is existing already. You have the flamboyance of, uh, Teddy, uh, Roosevelt, the good and the bad. Uh, you have, uh, the, the bad uh, being part of the fracturing of the party between him, I mean, him being jealous ultimately of Taft after anointing Taft or had frustrated with Taft, which allows Woodrow Wilson in, which again brings that progressive movement ascendant. So there's a lot going on there. And it, that, that Calvin Coolidge was the opposite of a gushing personality, but the guy knew what he believed. He was absolutely uh, rock solid in it. So I, I think he's, I mean, him and Reagan can probably just twist because there was a lot going on at that time trumpet number four so no come on no no that's that's drunk on the supreme court decision perhaps i'll so maybe i'll allow that but no the 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 utter failure in the face of covid you can't possibly be well see this is we keep the list up there as i say this aaron this is not a this is not a great list. Well, Teddy Roosevelt's probably way too low. Okay? But I understand why if you're a hardcore ideological conservative, I understand why you may not like him as much, mm-hmm. okay? Um, but if we're just talking sheer resume and accomplishment, he's he's too low, way too low, okay? But if you look at the rest of this list, it's pretty uh Slim Pickens. Yeah, it's pretty slim Pickens. And so this is, and this is the, this is the lament as, as you get ready for Trump to run it back. This is the lament is on his record is the worst management decision in American history. Lockdowns. That's on his record. On his record may be what is the second worst management decision in American history. Operation Warp Speed. However, also on his record, we all agreed on the Dace Group last Friday is a top three achievement by any Republican president since Lincoln, Mm -hmm. the overturning of Roe, right? Also on his record is, is, I don't think you can say that Trump shouldn't get a bunch of credit for exposing the media because they were already hated. That's, if if you're going to say that, then you can't give Reagan as much credit for winning the Cold War. You see what I'm saying? Because, Reagan finished them off, but they were imploding within, we just found this out later, their own economy was collapsing. That's why, that's why Gorbachev offered perestroika, because they were trying to figure out, it's like the Pac-12 announcing, let's, we're going to expand the league after they lose their primary 
uh, cornerstones and they're just whistling past the graveyard, okay, and there's no, nobody else really left for them to pick, that they're doing something desperate to hold on to their brand because it's imploding from within. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And this, so, this, so Reagan, if, if, if Reagan gets credit, and I believe he deserves it, for giving them the final push over the ledge that ex- and by challenging them expose their weakness, then Trump should get the same credit for what he's done with the media, I think. Should be one of the same. Like, I, I'm okay if you, if you think Reagan's overrated and think Trump's overrated. I don't think you could have Reagan not overrated, though, for what he did with the Cold War and Trump overrated for what he did with the media. Because I think they're kind of one in the same. Fine. And that the stage of things that came along, they both kind of gave the final decisive push to that, to that end. Is that fair? That's fair, but I still okay. go back to the, the COVID failure is as grand a failure. And see, I think that's a valid, uh, that's the, that's the, that's going to be the great, next year at this time, we're all going to be so damn frustrated mm. because both of these things are every bit as true. It's every bit as true that he has a top three accomplishment of any Republican president since Lincoln. It's every bit as true that by, oh, by, by finally and decisively exposing the media, he did an immense favor to us from a narrative standpoint and that's huge in the culture we live in today that's all true indisputable and i can't argue with anybody who says that's why i'm excited to run it back also what's all true is everything you just said which is why i won't blame anybody who says we can't possibly run that thing back okay and so we're this is going to be very frustrating for all, and i think we're all going to be very frustrated with each other about this time next year because these things are all simultaneously true okay um and and it's still so recent that we haven't had it reagan's been gone he passed away in 04 and so we've had we've had plenty of time to to you know because reagan also gave us the amnesty that lost the west coast of america okay so but we've had plenty of time to put his legacy in context you know what i'm saying this is all trump is still an evolving figure and so we have not had the time to do that with him so while i agree with everything you just said i would agree with all the reasons probably why this person would have him number four so i'll I'll take the other side because i think they're both valid and buy it all right let's just go up to seven because that's a heavenly number and okay. god's own party deserves a heavenly par- uh, number uh he's got ike at number five he certainly belongs in the top yep. five or six yep Number six, we've got Taft. I know why this guy's really an ideological nerd, and I respect that, so I can understand why he has Taft at that high. But I would, but if we're being brutally honest, it, it, here's the thing: is this a conservative fidelity test, or is it a, or, or is it a presidential achievement test? If it's a conservative fidelity test, then Taft is where he should be, and Teddy Roosevelt is where he should be. If it's an accomplishment test, then Roosevelt should be above where Taft is at. I don't know what the, you know, what the criteria is, but. I, yeah, I certainly yeah. believe Teddy Roosevelt deserves to be higher. So I'm going to sell because I think Roosevelt should at least be at where that is located. Yeah, I think there's an, I mean, heck, even Nixon, I just scanning down the list. I mean, yes, the man was a, but Nixon is based on what Steve's talking about. Nixon is too low. Uh, there's uh grant is too low. So yeah, I, I think, I think Steve hit the nail on the head. This seems closer to conservative, uh, fidelity test. So in the future, when you guys give us a list like this, in which case Hoover might want to be higher because yeah, he failed. But he- if, if, when you give us a, a, when you give us a list like this, make sure to specify the criteria that you put the list, because we want to judge your list. Not, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Not, not, pre- it's your list. You put the list together. So we're, we want to, we want to judge your, it's your content. We want to give you our opinion of your content. But in this case, I think we don't know it, 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 it 
it, I think I'm, I think it clearly leans more to a conservative ideological fidelity test, but I think we should maybe express that more clearly. Uh, before we move on, a little on-air housekeeping. We've got enough now for bonus buy, sell, or hold at this point. So uh, you want to just hold off and do gear tomorrow or promo? Let's do gear tomorrow, yeah. and that'll give everybody another day to subscribe to blazetv.com slash days. We, we, by the way, have we captured that video? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I'm sh- kind of shocked that's actually even still up. Well, it's okay. on Rumble, so. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we will uh, do that and discuss that for uh, overtime then tomorrow. Uh, we'll actually have more time after the show tomorrow, too, uh, yep. to delve into it. So yep. I think that's a excellent idea. Before we get to the rest of Buy, Seller, Lindsay, a reminder about our friends at Home Title Lock. Did you hear the story about the Arizona real estate agent who uh, went to work, checked the MLS listings to see what was new in the market, saw their own home? Surprise! Uh, they didn't list it. They were a victim of home title theft. And this is something that neither your homeowner's insurance nor your mortgage lender can help protect you from. But this is what our friends at Home Title Lock do. They put a virtual barrier around your home's title so that the instant they detect any attempted tampering with it whatsoever, they will mobilize to shut it down. Go to HomeTitleLock.com right now. Register your address to see if you've already been a victim and hadn't yet known And then while you're there, use uh, the promo code radio to get 30 free days of protection with the promo code radio at HomeTitleLock.com. We go now to OG Thor, who says the Stanley Cup is the coolest of all professional sports championship trophies. Yes. Oh, absolutely. The most original. Absolutely. Have you guys ever seen it in person? No. No. When we first brought our, our minor league hockey team here. Gordy Howe actually came and brought the Stanley Cup. And I stood in line for like an hour, which you know for me is legit. Okay, like pilgrimage level of homage yes. for me to be willing to do that. Okay. I mean, I'm the guy that only goes to amusement parks when I can afford the fast pass because I don't want to stand in line. All right. Uh, we waited in line for over an hour to meet Gordy Howe and uh, see the Stanley Cup up close and personal. So, uh, Absolute buy here, you bet. I've seen just clips of it, but have you seen the new 30 for 30 about the Red Wings avalanche? Is that out now? It is. I've not. I I knew it was coming. I didn't know it was already out. Is it out? It's. Oh, those were some days, man. The, the, the fight, the check into the boards. Claude Lemieux, Darren McCarty and all that stuff. And Chris Draper. The breakdown of it all was amazing. You're speaking my love language now, man. I mean, the, the curtain. I mean, you guys have seen it. The curtain over my egress window in the man cave mm-hmm. is the first is a is a replica of the first uh, Stanley Cup banner that the Red Wings won in since like 1950 or something. You know, so yeah, I'm in on that. I, I'll have I love to check it. Not that being out. a hockey fan, that was like it. It had the equivalent to me, not as high, but like there was something Jordan esque. You know, Michael, you everybody had to watch, you know, yeah. sort of those yeah. hockey things pulled people in. They, that was the intensity of the yeah. rivalry. Yeah, I'll have that, that that's great stuff. I'll have to go catch that. Next up, we go to the warrior poet who says the SCOTUS rulings of the past two weeks actually anger some in the GOP more than Dems. Because now they have to campaign on actions rather than promises of actions. Oh, bye. I love this. It's it's like what I said to the audience in North Carolina, man. How many of you detest the Republican Party and how many hands went up? I said, you want to punish these people? You guys have an opportunity to give them veto-proof majorities and a veto-proof state Supreme Court. So they got to actually act on the stuff they just don't, they just talk to you about and don't really believe. You want to really punish them. Do that. All right. Put them in a position where they have no cover and they have to act. So you bet. Bye.
Yes, absolutely. Next, we go to Morbius, who says, when the founders wrote the Second Amendment, it wasn't about muskets, it was about the people having comparable weapons to the tyrannical government they would be protecting themselves from. Oh, bye. Yeah. By the way, the idea, well, can we own a tank? You own a tank. In fact, you own fleets of them. Is this a government by the consent of the governed or not? Do, do, is, is this a representative republic where you acquiesce and give consent to people to represent you? And, it's this, and, and, and part of their representation is leadership over a civilian-led military, correct? Correct. So you already own these things. Now, being licensed to operate them is a different question. Are you properly trained? Are you licensed to operate them? But you own all those planes. You own them. It's we the people. We got to stop using their language that these are entities separate from our jurisdiction. No, they're not. You may not have access to them. You may not be licensed to operate them. But hell yeah, you own those tanks and planes. Hell yeah, you own that nuclear football. They don't own it. You do. Act like it. And this is even this. I buy it, but it's even too gun specific. What agency do you have as a citizen, as a free man? That's the question. Preach. Well said. Next, we have a list. John Kramer says things we'll see before the Maxwell Epstein client list. Number one, days at CPAC. No, <laughs> count on it. Yeah. yeah yes. Uh, number two, Iowa 2020 caucus winner declared. <laughs> Since the Democrats are leaving, it looks like, yeah, it looks like we're going to never know the answer to that question. Yes. Number three, working ice cream machine at McDonald's. I didn't have any issues with the Shamrock Shake. This one obviously yeah. just hit home with John. Yeah, Kramer I think John's recently. a yeah. little stung yeah. right now, and so I'm going to buy because I can feel yeah. your pain, even though I've never experienced it. Yes. Number four, the real origins of COVID nineteen. I think you're going to learn uh, that long before the Maxwell Epstein client list. In fact, I think yeah. if we're all being honest, we kind of yeah. already know for the most part. So I'm going to sell on that one. Yes. And number five, answer to what is a woman? <laughs> uh, it's snarky, so I'll buy, but I, Correct. I, I, we obviously already know the answer to that one too. But uh, uh, overall, excellent list. I liked it. All right. Uh, we'll Can get... I say some, one more thing sure. about the Maxwell Epstein list? Yeah. The amount of cisgendered heteronormative patriarchy that's on that list it's probably a who's who of the patriarchy, I would imagine, right? Sure. Doesn't our corporate media, don't they say these days, they exist to root such things out of our modern society, such relics of the past? Well, I mean, how many people could they root out by, by getting us that list and putting it out there? Isn't it interesting that they just don't seem all that interested in it? You gotta, yeah, but you got to remember, they're trying to normalize pedophilia, so. Hands are full. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Bacon says the spirit of the age is willing to concede on the Roe decision because it believes the difference will be made up through the jabs it, and, and other things. I don't know that it's willing to concede. It took an L. Let's not take God's yeah. glory away from him. That's it something took that an I've L. been. That's something okay. that I've been a little bit frustrated by the uh, instantaneous tempering of correct what happened. Let's. It's okay. It's, to, it's, it's okay yeah. to say. They've got other things they will try now to fall back on. That's true. But but they didn't fight tooth and nail. Well, tooth and claw. Uh, they didn't fight like this for 50 years for this because it wasn't state-sponsored ritualistic child sacrifice. was unimportant to them. Celebrate all victories. Don't steal God's glory. Take the W. Don't, let's, not, let's not be ungrateful. Okay? 
But I agree that it has now uh, it has opened up other fronts to fall back on. Soul murdering your kids with pride and drag queen story time hour and drag queens in the streets and at every school. Um, and and of course, the poisonous jabs. I agree that it will attempt to fall back to certain things. But this is an L. No question about it. Celebrate it. Agreed. Next, we go to Satan is a progressive who says more (laughs) Americans would be upset if government restricted their Netflix than if it restricted their speech. Oh, preach. Bye. This is my comfort thing. Absolutely. Bye. And Uh, that's really as close to the whole problem as you can sum up in one snarky. I mean, it's a huge problem. Here's what we're going to do, folks. We're going to answer this one in the overtime. Okay. Because I think I think there are you know people get frustrated when we talk about sports, but I think there's enough talk about this one that people are are kind of awaiting our takes or okay. at least you guys' takes. Okay. Austin May says, "In 5 years every D1 school is either Big 10 or SEC. Fox owns Big 10, ESPN, the SEC. Amazon buys both Fox and ESPN, merges two conferences together to make the new coalition of American Athletics and CAA. The coalition then splits up into divisions called the Big 10, ACC, SEC, etc. Don't say anything, don't say anything." Okay. All right. We'll answer that in the overtime. Okay. Good stuff. That's yeah. it. That's a great question. Now, that'll that'll deviate into several different branches Let's to make address. Sure of it. Yes, I know you will. We'll come back. Speaking of deviation, it's the weekly profit of woe and lamentation. Daniel Horowitz will join us when we return. Got this note from uh, Jacob, who says, uh, I normally don't pay attention to advertisements uh, because uh, I'm just busy. But in this case, I made an exception when you started talking about Raycon earbuds. I work in a fabrication shop that's very noisy. So I use earbuds to compensate. After 10 hours of surviving through welding, smoke, and dust, they've got to survive another hour and a half at the gym. So needless to say, I've got some pretty high requirements when it comes to performance. And every pair prior to purchasing the fitness earbuds from Raycon lasted only three months before they ultimately ended up in the trash. I'm going on six months of crystal clear sound from when I tune in at noon to listen to you guys uh, for my daily dose of pessimism and then bass when I'm trying to kill it at the gym. Those bad boys definitely don't disappoint and you get what you pay for when it comes to sound and durability. Keep up what you guys are doing, and as always, go blue, which is the most important part of this message, of course. But uh, Jacob, thank you very much for the the big uh, thumbs up for our friends over at Raycon. If you want to find out what Jacob is talking about right now, go to buyraycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N, buyraycon.com slash Steve right now. Get 15% off. 15% off when you go to buyraycon.com slash Steve. That's buyraycon.com slash Steve, and you'll see for yourself why Jacob just gave them a rave review. Get 15% off when you do. Let's bring in the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation himself, none other than Daniel Horowitz. It is good to see you, my friend. How are you? We're doing all right. Happy Liberty Pride Month. Indeed. You're going to get a kick out of this. Um, Aaron just told us during the break. That NPR has a story out right now that says, my body, my choice is not pulling as well with Democrats as it has for many decades. 
because it is now associated, at least in part, with the anti-vax movement. <laughs> Daniel, your thoughts. Well, Todd this lights one up over here. Yes. Libs is like, you don't own their policies. You own their successes. Yes. Okay. I mean, I did a show yesterday on what I love about Democrats. And, and that's what it is. See, we've been owning their policies in the Overton window the whole time, moving over, adopting everything they say and believe in. This is what you do. You adopt their tactics, except it's truer here because, you know, the bottom line is, you know, no one's stopping your ability not to have a kid. If you don't want to have a kid, you don't have to. In fact, Pfizer has many products that could probably help with that, you know, on the market. But uh, in this case, you can't avoid this stuff. So it truly is my body, my choice. And I think we shouldn't run away from that slogan. Are we watching here a political realignment? Or are we watching COVID just because it was so transcendent, because it impacted every household? Are we simply watching it create a unique coalition uniquely in opposition to it? So that that's a really good question um, because, you know, obviously the medical freedom issue is unique, and I thought that would be a unique issue. And I think there are still people that maybe just came on board Team Reality for that issue. But for the most part, I think what we're seeing is a realignment. I take someone like Naomi Wolf, a 1980s, 1990s era feminist, worked in the Clinton administration, um, wrote a lot of books on feminism. And slowly but surely, you know, I started seeing her come over on a bunch of issues. She made comments about gun control that, hey, you know, I can't support this anymore, given what we saw with COVID fascism. And then I thought for sure abortion. I mean, that's that's something she's going to be very triggered by the Dobbs ruling. And she wrote a very thoughtful piece uh, admonishing her side of how, um, you know, they basically ignored pro-life women for so long, uh, didn't understand that even if you believed it was a necessary evil, it still was an evil and there still was a life being lost and how much overreach there was. So I look at people like her and then on the other side, you look at, I don't know, I mean, your typical, what do you want to call them? Conservative thumb suckers. A lot of them are baby boomer uh, talk show hosts where they'll be susceptible constantly to the next current thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they bought into COVID fascism to some degree. They're always complaining about it a step too late. Uh, they bought into Ukraine because they still think that uh, NATO is for freedom and Russia is communist when in fact NATO is communist. So I think it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a realignment between those who understand that the Western governments are irremediably broken, corrupt, and yes, downright evil versus those who still cannot emotionally come to terms with that. It's not a right or left issue. In, in, in fact, I think I would venture to say those that are dogmatically conservative as an end to itself, meaning they, they worship the textbook conservatism they're going to be increasingly less of an ally in the fight than someone like an RFK and Elon Musk and Naomi Wolf because they're stuck on what? Conserving the status quo. Their their DNA, their tactics, their strategies are all oriented 
towards maintaining a certain order, which is traditionally what conservatism was. But what do you do when those institutions have not now not just been neutralized, but have now been taken over and being used as a weapon against us, and they need to be burned to the ground with smoldering ash? Who do you want on your side? Uh, if you have a 30, 40, 50-year-old veteran in the conservative movement who has given no inkling that they get that they need to update their algorithm and their wind-up toy message, they're not going to be with us, and they're going to be more of a drag than someone like a Naomi Wolf. Let me throw a historical, biblical analogy at you that I, that you will absolutely get, and tell me if you think it's applicable. Do you feel like you are the generation after the the generation that was sentenced to circle the desert for 40 years? And on one hand, these are your parents and grandparents. You wouldn't be here without them. They are passing the legacy that you're trying to inherit onto you. And you love them, you adore them, you respect them. On the other hand, because they couldn't see beyond their generational paradigm and they were uh, they couldn't move beyond a slave mindset, no matter how many things God showed them in the desert to prove to them that the paradigm changed. Know what time it is. Times have changed. This isn't the last 400 years in Egypt any longer. This is a new paradigm, and you're supposed to be on the avant-garde of this. You're on the cutting edge of it. Mentally, they just couldn't break free of what they had been born into and had known on a generational basis. So at the same time, you're damn frustrated that you're circling this, this mountain too until they all die off. And you're simultaneously conflicted waiting for them to die off so that you can go fully into the new paradigm, but at the same time, lamenting the fact that you feel this way about people you care about, respect, and admire. Is that an adequate historical analogy for you? It hurts. It really does hurt because it's it's true. I mean, it's a lot of people that they were talking about liberty their entire lives, and yet we got to the Super Bowl of liberty, and their voices were awfully muted and to this day there's no desire to look into hey what destroyed the world who's behind it what do they have in the pipeline coming up um you know you could convince yourself the word vaccine is conservative all you want but at some point you got to start looking into this uh you know mass number of people just kind of disappearing off the face of the earth um i think it's very appropriate it's a terrible drowning season uh daniel please do make sure to mask up yes Yep. Yep. I mean, yeah. I mean, the climate change keeps changing on us. But Steve, I, I would say you, you, the the analogy is perfectly parallel. It's just it's the opposite. See, it was the elder generation in the desert that was born into the slave mentality. Uh, the new generation was born into freedom, ready to, uh, you know, take over conquest, uh, uh, the conquest of Canaan with with Joshua. But the reality is with us, see, they were born into freedom. Interesting. We're more. <laughs> born into the not born into right. but reared into this slavery. See, I think part of the frustrating thing with these people is they cannot fathom the degree of evil. They didn't live through it. They 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 cannot understand. It's tough, you know. I, I when that, I, I did an assessment of Christian leaders about ten years ago on my show, and I just finally came to the conclusion: yeah, th- there is a group of them clearly on the take. Just clearly, they're they're grifters, they're just fakers, and they're just here for money. But that a lot of these people, how do I explain a lot of these people took all these slings and arrows long before I even knew what a sling and an arrow was? 
and then just suddenly are just absolutely yellow bellied. How did I explain this? It just, it, you know, it, I came to the conclusion it was very difficult. I'm, and I, and I said this after listening to a recording of James Dobson's farewell at focus on the family when he quote unquote uh-uh, retired, meaning they got rid of him and his parting uh, words were, you could look back on everything we did this last generation and we lost everything. And I think it's just very difficult to come to grips with the fact that you're rearranging deck chairs on a Titanic, that, that you lost, that you were the generation that lost these things. And I, yep. and, and so you just, and so you reflexively react Russia bad in every situation. So give Ukraine yeah. an endless check to stop Russia. Cause it's 1987. And you're just, you're, 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 you're trying to recapture what you think is tradition, but it's really just nostalgia that is completely ignorant of the actual moment we are in. I think that's very important. You can't just chalk it up to grift. There is an intellectual void. There's also an intellectual laziness that I, I found people are incapable of learning new issues. Mm-hmm. So they have a little Rolodex of what a conservative needs to think, you know, taxes, guns, abortion. And what what happens if you're confronted with bioweapons? Uh, but it's not by Al Qaeda. It's by the Western governments. You know, you're confronted with this transhumanism. Uh, you're confronted with a, a magnitude of of d- debauchery that's just something that that makes the 1960s seem, uh, you know, like the 1800s. And and again with Ukraine, I think we saw that very evidently that they cannot imagine. See, if you th- if you talk to them, is there corruption in NATO? They'll say, yeah, there's corruption there. But they cannot imagine that NATO is. They are the communists now. They are the communists. Doesn't make Russia great, but the point is that changes everything you're doing. But let's not forget this was the generation that rather than fiddling while Rome was burning, they were dying for Baghdad and Kabul while it was burning. If you think about the pivotal period of time where we probably lost our culture, our economy, our freedom, really where I would say the left always controlled a lot of the institutions, Hollywood, academia foundations, but where they turned the corner on big business. Mm-hmm. It was during the, the those 20 year, that 20 year period, starting with Bush, I think we could have we could have done a lot of good things. And we we expended all of our capital, all of it for that. Do you remember when Bush won, you know, despite all the odds, he won re-election in 2004? I'll never forget, and he even said this, that the way they were going to expend their political capital, do you remember, Steve, what it was? Well, that was Social Security reform or something like that, wasn't it? No, well, that was a little bit afterwards. This was immediately after the election, Fallujah. Oh, they were going to go in there and, and yes, yeah, finally, it was the get, rid of of the, yeah, get rid of the riffraff, yes. It, it, it was finally, we don't have to worry about the media you know, and we could go all out in Fallujah. And, and that's what we did. And and I was younger at the time. I bought into that stuff. But eventually I realized, wait a minute, <laughs> what did we get for all this? We, we slept. We had a lost generation mm-hmm. while they built this armada in our own country to hang ourselves with. And that's why you'll hear these people and they'll yelp about Iran and North Korea and China. They're very into foreign policy. And I'm not saying in some dimension there's no importance to some of those things. But I can't get excited about anything foreign policy-wise when the bottom line is if you think following 9-11 in your worst nightmare what bin Laden could have done to us in terms of bio-warfare, 
I could never have imagined them succeeding, having the wherewithal to do what our government indeed did and continues to do to our people. Great stuff, my friend. Always appreciate you. God bless. All right. Take care. Take care. Daniel brought to you by Rough Greens. If you're a dog owner, you know, taking care of your pet means more than just giving it food and water. It's health and happiness is a big part of your family. That's why your pet needs a supplement like you and I do, because they strip a lot of the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients out of the dog food, just like they do the people food. That's why we take so many supplements these days. And now with Rough Greens, there is one for your pet. You just mix it in with the food your pet already loves. And with that one simple act, you've likely restored a lot of the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients missing that it needs. Find out if you don't see a difference in your pet in two weeks or less because we're going to give you that first 14-day Jumpstart bag for free. You just pay for the shipping, so you're invested in the outcome as well. But we give you the first 14-day Jumpstart bag for free when you go to roughgreens.com, R-U-F-F, roughgreens.com, or you can call them at 833-ROUGHDOG, 833-ROUGHDOG. Thoughts on our conversation with Daniel just now? Yeah, when I say the lie is the point... Um, I, often lately I'm talking about the grandiosity uh, of the enemy, the various enemies and how brazen it seems that they are, but it's, it's also the point, and, but that ultimately works. The, the yin to the yang of that is what's going on in our hearts. The lie is the point for us. And it has been since the garden. Remember the the devil did not come in there, uh, just raining fire. No, the devil is fundamentally a liar. Mm-hmm. He told us the lie that pricked our ears, mm-hmm. and we took it. Well, yeah, right. it did. And this is where Steve sets up and has for before we knew what a COVID was. Did God really say? And that's why our addiction to comfort comes in. We we want what we want when we want it, and that's why I thought the Netflix question was so compelling. They, what kind of fight? Would you see from people if that, oh, it'd be over my dead body. And so you have to ask yourself, Dr. Jones, what do you believe? Really, that's what Daniel was really talking about there. What do we really believe? Not just if it's put in front of us, not if it were just surveyed. What is our core? What is your core? And most of you don't know until you're told. I think the lie that we believe almost always boils down to some sort of silver bullet that we concoct in our minds that will take care of all of the maladies that we see in in one fell swoop, whether that's a candidate, whether that's uh, a lot of people like to talk about secession and and things of that nature. A lot of people like to talk about civil war and things of that nature. Some silver bullet that we can just finally, just in one fell swoop, get this done. Part of that is because we do like to believe the lies. Part of that is because we're actually busy trying to live our own lives and we need to get this taken care of as soon as we can. That's the benign, innocent explanation. Whatever it is, though, we got to take care of it. We're going to take care of some overtime for Blaze TV subscribers at blazetv.com slash dace right after we say goodbye here in a minute. For the rest of you, we will see you tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.